We started transitioning long-term care back in 2018 with building new modern homes. We have North American leading standards when it comes to uh, our move to four hours of care per resident per day, the building of 58,000 new and uh, updated long-term care beds across the province, one of the highest inspector-to-home ratio in North America. So we have some of the highest standards, uh, not only in Canada, but in North America, to say, we'll take a look at what the federal government has come up with, but I have no interest in watering down Ontario's very high standards. I'm hopeful that the federal uh, standards will meet the high standards that Ontario has set. Oh boy, all right, that is a long-term care minister, Mr. Paul Galandra, pushing back against a federal report that uh, updates the standards that the federal government says residents should get, which is uh, four, year, four hours of uh, direct care every single day. And so Calandra pushes back saying, well, look, we've already got this goal in place. It's got to be met by 2025. And he said it after announcing more diagnostic and testing for long-term care patients, which, by the way, is a distraction technique that uh, politicians uh, know. Like they know, okay, we've got this report coming out. Uh, what are we going to do and put on the table so that the reporters don't ask us about this report? I know we'll talk about the diagnostics. Look, great to have more diagnostics, and it's great to do uh, more testing. But I, but I, the bottom line is uh, they knew the report was coming out. So there's a lot of smoke and mirrors here. Um, but the, the Trudeau government released this report, and then they're saying they have no plans on enforcing it. And I guess, well, yeah, they can't because long-term care is provincial jurisdiction. So again, word games being played on an issue that is so overdue for massive change and an overhaul, but uh, the politicians will politic. Let me bring in Jane Medes. She's an elder law and health lawyer with the Advocacy Center for the Elderly and member of the technical committee that wrote the standards. Jane, thank you so much. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So you know this report because you had your hand in it and you were... Um, you know, putting this together. It's hard to believe that we have to come up with standards like this in 2023, but here we are. Um, do you see this as a, a bit of a word game and a political game, um, you know, between the two levels? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, clearly the minister, you know, hadn't read the report because I think that the uh, legislation in Ontario and the standards complement each other. Um, the, you know, it rounds out things that aren't in the legislation. It, it uh, certainly... Um, talks about things like uh, staffing. It has a somewhat different focus because it's accreditation based versus regulatory mm -hmm. based. So those two things are very different. Um, but I think the two complement each other. And, uh, you know, so moving forward, I, I think that that's, you know, really important. He talks about, you know, not enforce, you know, we talk about enforcement. Um, you know, the province may have the highest number of inspectors, Per resident, I don't know. Uh, I think we still have huge problems in the enforcement area. Um, mm -hmm. And again, the ministry is inspecting its own, and they sort of have a bit of a, a you know, they have a foot in the game. So it, 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 that can be a little problematic. This is an outside agency that's going to come in and, and do a, an accreditation, which isn't the same as, a, you know, a regulatory um, reviews in it, like an inspection, um, but they're going to look at somewhat different things. Um, I think the guidelines really help to sort of explain some of this stuff uh, in a way that, you know, legislation can't, but it also talks about staffing as well uh, mm -hmm. in a way that, that you don't see in legislation um, to ensure, you know, that, that, that staff are supported and happy and, you know, the only way to have a good home is to have happy staff that are, you know, able to work in a in a place that they want to work and where they're able to do the work that they want to do.
Yeah. And there's a lot of talk, Jane, and let's get some clarification about this mm-hmm. four hours, because I think a lot of people hear that and saying, oh, good, my, my elderly parent um, with dementia is going to get four hours of like mm-hmm. nonstop care. That is not the reality. That's not what they're saying. I mean, that would be a dream come true. Um, but as one of my listeners who works in this area says, no, 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 that's not what we're getting. So I, I don't think anyone should have any false equivalencies here. Yeah, and I think that, you know, um, we certainly don't have four hours of care in Ontario. Uh, there's always still the how do you count hours of care? And, you know, you'll have two, you would have two different agencies looking at, you know, what the government's counting and then what the accreditation people would be looking at. Um, and, you know, it, it should be four hours of hands-on care per person. Um, you know, in, in, in Ontario, the way that they're going to count it, in fact, is not that way. Um, they're going to average it out across the entire province. And so, you know, we're, that doesn't really get four hours for everybody. It may for some, it may not for others. Um, uh, so I think, you know, both of these things, I think, are good. Um, to help support, you know, whatever we can do to help support people. And you have to remember, homes are already getting accredited by the agency that's, you know, going to use these standards. So there are people, uh, there are homes that will be utilizing that. It's not maybe mandatory, but people will be using these. Yeah, uh, but but I mean, some of the biggest issues don't really ever get uh, corrected. I mean, there are those in long-term care, end of life, but there are those in long-term care because you've got things like Alzheimer's and dementia, which is a completely different, um, you know, for staff, that is a completely different job and, and much more involved. And, and are there are there standards in place for that? Because to me, if you don't fix all of it, where different care has to be provided for different needs, um, all very vulnerable. Uh, we don't have that in our system. It's kind of just, you know, they try to make everything work. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure, you know, that, get, that gets down to a micro level that I'm not sure that you can um, put in. I mean, certainly our standards uh, are it do very strongly say that you have to provide the right care to the right people. You have to have dementia care. You have to provide for everyone and, you know, the individualized. But, you know, the provincial standards that we have now say that as well. And, again, it it comes down to how things are allocated, how things are set up in homes. And, you know, these standards aren't going to change that because that really is up to the local areas to say, you know, we need to make sure that everybody gets the right training, um, that, you know, if we need to have certain homes for maybe a specialized population, uh, we have a few of those, but not enough, um, that that's how they are going to get it. So, you know, this, these standards aren't going to say, you know, 50% of the homes must be for people with dementia and 10% for something else. Um, you're still going to have to have that provincial level determination of what what works for your province. So the premiers are going to be meeting with the prime minister uh, next week on health funding. This is apparently not going to be on the agenda. And yet uh, the Trudeau government campaigned on, on long-term care fixes and enforcing this. And they know in reality, I guess it's provincial jurisdiction, they can't. And so I, I think people would say, why bother doing a report if you're not going to enforce it? Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is, it's a, it's a bit of a carrot, you know, a lot of provinces don't have, you know, anything near what Ontario has. Um, and so we're hoping that they'll look at these standards and, and adopt them. Um, you know, the, the, the federal government could make, you know, transfer payments. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have to require them to, to meet these standards in order to get transfer payments. And those are going to be some hard discussions. Um, and I guess it, uh, you know, that there are ways that the federal government can try to enforce it. Um, we would hope 
uh, frankly, that the provinces would want to do it and that it shouldn't be a fight. And it's, you know, it's really sad without really, you know, on day one that the minister has come out and basically said, well, you're, you know, you know, been very negative about these standards uh, without really having reviewed and understood them. Yeah, look, there's no question. It's a heated uh, and a very emotional issue. Um, And you've been in this field for a very, very long time. So you know it uh, inside out. When you kind of step back from the politics of everything, are there actual improvements? I know that they have 5,600 people in acute long-term care beds, but they're in hospitals waiting to get to long-term care. But that is down from 6,100. So are improvements happening? Uh, I don't think that there's, you know, I don't think there's a lot of change in the care. They're trying to move people through the system. I think that uh, one of the places, you know, that really we're weak on is the prevention of people to go to long-term care and hospital yeah. to begin with. So right now we have this, you know, again, it's almost always about the hospitals. So they put all this money and effort and time into moving people out of hospitals without trying to either provide the home care to keep them out or to ensure that, you know, we have the right systems in place to get people out safely. Um, and I'm not sure we're, you know, we're moving people, but I'm not sure that that means it's it's being done in their best interest. Yeah, moving around the problem is not solving it. It's, uh, exactly. it's just moving around the problem. We'll stay tuned, Jane. Uh, no question about it. This is a conversation that we've been having for a long time, and we'll continue to have it. And hopefully one day we'll have it when they are getting it right. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. That is Jane Maidis, who was part of uh, putting this together as far as standards for long-term care. So we'll wait and see. I mean, the bottom line is they're going to, they actually need just funding isolated from the health funding. They need it for mental health care, and they need another separate health funding for long-term care, and then they need separate funding, uh, you know, for addiction care. I don't know if it'll work out like that. We should know on the 7th, hopefully sooner, what they're going to do, but uh, there's so much need in healthcare to fix so many problems and long-term care is just one, a huge one at that.